Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Here we are. We're back again for podcast. What number is this, Joanne? I'm. I don't, I don't know. I've actually lost track. Actually, I think is it number six or it's number seven? Number six. How are number you? Number six. I'm good. I'm good. I'm saying good morning or buongiorno from Italy. I'm still here in Italy, um, enjoying the uh, Italian summer. In fact, it's still really hot. Still around about thirty degrees each day, which is quite surprising for September. And uh, yeah, which is it's it's lovely, embracing it all. And I've woken up ready to have a chat with you all, and share a little bit more about what's happening in our world. Yeah, well, Melbournians are probably hating you right now because we had a little <laughs> glimpse of sunshine, and it's kind of still up and down. But I have to admit, it is nice the spring season where all the flowers are out, which is awesome. Yes. I've been getting lots of pictures, actually. It's been quite lovely. And if I'm honest, I'm quite looking forward to coming back. I'll be back early October. And uh, it's probably my favourite season. And it was one of the things I know you and I used to talk about a lot, how much we missed that when we were in Singapore, the change of the seasons. So looking forward to some fresh Melbourne air and a salad. Oh, a salad. I've had so much (laughs) pasta. (laughs) Small things. The small things. It's so nice. Absolutely. absolutely absolutely let's get into today and what we think we'd like to um open up for everyone today and our um something that's i guess popping up uh that we felt that was great to bring to the table was Mm. the idea or the concept of comparison or what i like to sometimes call comparison syndrome of something that we feel as human beings that um we just do. And why do we do it? Um, mm. And I'm sure that as we get talking, it won't be foreign to a lot of people and they might notice that they themselves um, do this. So yep. start us off, Joanne. I mean, it's a okay. big Where? It's a big one. It's a biggie. And um, where in your life, or maybe it's even happened while you've been travelling, have you mm. felt that um, comparison... Um, this idea of comparing yourself has occurred. Okay. So, yeah, travelling has been a really big one, actually. It's especially travelling as a 33-year-old woman. Sorry, I'm 34 now. Whoops, hello. Wow. I had a birthday. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday. And it's like this, thank you. It's this whole idea of, you know, compa- like, wow, you know, comparing independent travel versus solo travel as in mm. as in in regards to like backpacking and because I wouldn't call what I'm doing solo solo travel or independent travel I'm not really sure it's connection travel I'm calling it if I'm going to label it as anything um and then traveling as a couple traveling as a family just this whole idea of the different ways that people are traveling around um and most people that I interact with it's like this big oh wow you're here on your own and comparing that to say traveling with a partner and I've actually caught myself a couple of times comparing Mm -hmm. the way I'm traveling versus how other people are traveling and probably the biggest thing that comes up for me is I'm a very experienced traveler I'm very blessed with this idea of having seen the world a few times from different perspectives and this time around I'm actually being the person that's doing a little bit of the comparison like 
oh, why would you go there and line up for three hours to have a look at something when you can go to this local cafe and sit and have a coffee and, and you know, talk with the locals? So it comes up quite naturally in so many different situations from myself and also from people talking to me. So we find ourselves comparing and having expectations and, and things about people and situations. And if you're not careful, you find yourself um, overcome with that comparison. And like you said, the comparison syndrome. And I found myself at times stepping back and going, oh, well, maybe I should be lining up to go and have a look at that monument. Or, oh, um, maybe I should actually be doing this with a friend today or sitting in this cafe maybe isn't the right choice. Or then even on the flip side, I'm sure other people are like, oh, maybe I'm not being an authentic traveller because I'm not sitting at the cafe having the cappuccino, you know? Like we just find ourselves in these internal conversations and you have to catch yourself and do something with that or you're going to send yourself into a tiz. I love so, how you just described that. It is an internal conversation that you're having and almost like where your inner critic can take over and you mm. start shooting yourself because mm. you're like, should I be doing what other people are doing instead yes. of really what you need to be doing is staying in your own lane, your own truth and feeling into, hey, this is what I would like to do. But sometimes step outside of that, and that shooting brings that overwhelming feeling um, of comparison. Yeah. You keep bringing up this shooting, and I think it's something that it's a great thing to unpack in mm. this concept. It's something that you and I do. We say, please don't should me, and mm. I don't want to should someone. And we sound like crazy people when we say that. But mm. what, is, what do you mean by that? Like, I think for everybody listening, if you can unpack that a little bit, because it, it makes sense to you and I. It's a, it's a natural dialogue that we have with each other. When you say shooting what do you mean well it's a concept i don't even know when this came about but a concept of feeling that you must do something that is the way it needs to be um and really when people are doing that they're projecting their um values on you mm -hmm. And just mm -hmm. like in this concept of what we're talking about, that meaning when you're doing that, you're projecting someone else's view or what they are doing in, the, in their own alignment with travel. And then the concept is that you're shooting that person. How would you add to uh -huh. that? Well, I suppose a great example is, you know, oh, when you come to Italy, you should go to Rome and you should line up and see the Colosseum and you should definitely do all these things. And I'm thinking, oh, hang on, that's not really aligned with me. That's not what this trip's about for me. Um, so when you say you should do something, it almost adds an element of expectation and guilt and you sort of sit there and question yourself. Um, like, Renee, you really should go and start prepare dinner, preparing dinner. Hang on a second. No, no, like why should I do that? Mm. Like I'm, you know, it's, it's, I think it's that internal dialogue again. Well, and I like that you and I call each other on those things and say, look, I'm not shooting you, yeah. <laughs> but I'm encouraging you to, it's changing the language that we use. Yeah. And that's really important, important. And like society has so many things in place that brings the shooting about, I feel like, mm. You know, having just, okay, come from Italy and, and doing a wedding that was so out of the box, there was a mm. stigma of you should have two rings. 
Yes. <laughs> and we went against that and we have won. You know, so mm. society has its things that brings, I guess, some of this in there as well. So just being yeah. mindful of that, and there is no right or wrong, but being mindful to catch that. And I love mm. that we have have that dialogue as well to yeah. um, to breach that. Yeah, it's so great. Now, I, I think your wedding is an, ex, an, an excellent topic to bring up as well because I'm certain that throughout that celebration, the planning, even the after, I call it the after celebration, the aftermath, there would have been a lot of comparison happening for you, for Joseph, for your community. Um, from that perspective, would you like to unpack where, you know, that, that's come out for you? In um, the receptions and things like that? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, every, everything. Like did you find, you know, here I am talking about it from the perspective of travel and adventure and how I find I'm comparing myself and people are comparing themselves with me and my situation during your celebration of your wedding or the reception or the um, any, any of the events. Did you find that you were falling into that pattern of comparison? Um. Look, I think the wedding one thing was that I was feeling really comfortable with the choices that we wanted. Um, that yeah. was one thing that was really aligned. But there definitely is a comparison of other weddings that you know of or should things happen. But as we've discussed on one of our um, previous um, podcasts, we really went about it and created it how we would. But I'll just give an example of of just the mundane things in a wedding that you would expect, and here it comes again, expectations. You might see Mm -hmm. the bouquets and things like that to be thrown at a certain part of an evening or what it might look like because that's what um, society has programmed for the order to go. That didn't happen, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think with those things, you know, those orders were out. But... That was one thing, I, you know, I had a dream, Joseph had a dream and it was pulled off and I think that that was one element that I feel confident in that we did stay um, in our own lane. Great, really, really good. It's, it's nice to hear because it, it comes up in so many different facets of our life, general day-to-day, huge events, um, work, all of these things. You um, shared with me in a normal chat that we were having that something came up for you um, which is why this topic came about in your journal yeah. when you were so, reflecting on your journaling. Why don't you share with us what, what, how this came up for you, why this was a topic that really resonated that we needed to discuss? So I think that one thing that came is coming up for me around in comparisons is that it is there with um, lots of elements. Now, it's not a secret that I have started even my own little business. And with mm. that can come up a lot of comparison and when this comes up again it's the inner critic and noticing you know oh I should be here it goes again maybe I should be doing that and over committing myself or looking at what other people are doing and again that for me that feels a bit icky when I'm not honoring what feels great for me and Mm. so there's a big comparison because I'm looking at people that, you know, they're further along in business, you know. So instead of celebrating my small wins, there's this, oh, you know, you should be doing that um, and catching that. So 
It's definitely something that I noticed and I really pulled myself up on the other day. And so journaling is something that I love to do to pull myself up mm-hmm. on. But something that I have also been resonating and doing is um, recording my own voice because when you listen wow. to your own voice and you're giving yourself a little um, pep talk or dialing up your own um, worthy meter, it can be really powerful. So it was catching yeah. that. And I know we spoke about awareness previously, but this is definitely the key. Catching up. I'm doing this. It, what's triggering me? Why am yes. I scared? to be looking outside of myself in the other lane and then mm. bringing that back and um, really setting an intention for yourself, you know, to say, okay, Renee, what is there for you to be curious about? You know, asking mm. the question. And why then, is this coming up? Why, why is this coming up? Coming yeah. up? And I think when you start to get curious about it instead of you should be doing this, you should be doing that and being so hard because when you're doing that, you're actually being quite judgy of yourself and showing no compassion. And so no self-confidence is really going to come from that place. But when Mm. you start to be curious about, oh, why am I feeling like that? Where has that come from? What is it there for me to explore? And so... From that, then you're able to action things that are going to help you in your own lane for your own vision. And I think yeah. a powerful one for me, and you know, you know that with my biz, I've been learning a lot around the socials and the social media and things like that. Mm. And it's been definitely a learning curve, and still is. But what has also come up is meant that I've been on a lot more screen time than I ever have before. Yes. Yeah. And um, it's, it's so not you. It's so it's not you. so not me, but I have mm. had to reframe that to yeah. be in a more positive mind and growth mindset. Good. What Good. it needs to be for my business. But that has also meant that I've started unfollowing a lot of people because I've also, and not because I don't, um, you know, love everyone and build on community. But I had to say to myself, okay, where are you spending too much time because you get stuck in the scrolling fest and then it distracts you from what you're meant to be doing in your own lane. And I'm, I would say that this is something that would come up for a lot of people, whether they're in business or not. We're in a yes. time where it can be really easy to just scroll, you know, mm-hmm. things. And then you you look and you're like, whoa, where's all that time gone? And now am I feeling any better about myself because I've just totally compared myself A, B and C with, you know, the world of what's happening on the socials instead of what I'm doing right now. That in itself is huge. Uh, And I find I have lots of young cousins and this whole concept of comparison through social media, Renee, it it's huge. And I'm talking my cousins here in Italy. I'm talking about my cousins in Australia. I'm talking about teenagers and young people around the world. But I find myself doing it as well sometimes, mm-hmm. particularly in my situation, like, oh, look at all these, you know, happy families and, you know, they're, they're, they're out there at the beach and with their kids and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, here I am, 34. Is that where I was meant to be? Comparison, comparison, comparison. And, again, catching this mean girl where I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on, 
where's this coming from? What, what triggers are coming up again for me? Social media in itself is such a huge area and space where really, really toxic comparison can happen. And again, if you don't catch it, you can find yourself in a real funk. And again, I go back to one morning here in Italy, I remember I saw a picture and it triggered something in me and I needed to call you. And then I was comparing my life and where I should be at and what I should be doing. And you know, we talk about strategies to help us get out of these situations. You talked about journaling. I love this idea of recording your voice. That's new and I love that. Mm. But for me, it's having having that dialogue. And I'm very blessed. I have an incredible relationship with you and I've got my siblings and we all have this language that can really help that person get out of that trap of comparison because, again, we go back to this inner mean girl, this critic, this ego that's talking to us. It's always there. It's mm. always there. It's what we do with it. And what I'm really proud of is, you know, the comparison of who I was 12 months ago and the evolution of who I am now, I can actually catch myself. And if I can't, I know one of you can. Mm. <laughs> so it's, yeah. really, um, it's really quite a good thing to, to recognise. And I'm sure that a lot of people listening are thinking, well, hang on, where in life am I comparing? Mm. Where is this syndrome coming up for me? So... Me personally, the big one at the moment is how I'm traveling. Is It's huge because I landmark, what landmark? I haven't seen a thing, you know. I walk around a city from a very different perspective and then I think, oh, I'm here, I'm on the other side of the world. Maybe I, maybe I should go and see this church or go into this museum. Uh, so that's one example, the social media thing, but also the comparison of my current situation in regards to, you know, being a young divorced woman and travelling independently and reconnecting with people, that that comes up a lot, particularly with my family here in the south of Italy. It's like, oh, like yeah. maybe they're doing a little comparison. That's That's been a big thing for me. Mm. I'm just reflecting on when I did my solo year and I, I was in my 30s as well and mm. um, you do. I did. I'm, I'm thinking mm. I did the same thing, you know, and be still able to catch yourself. But Italy is very interesting, especially in the South, because yes. there's still some very strong cultural traditions. Very much so. That are ingrained. And I can imagine that within that, <laughs> you yes. may have found yourself, again, comparing or putting their expectations on you. Um, yes. So how did you deal with that? Because... You know, that I'm sure if that's there, there are people still within Australia where there's strong cultural tradi traditions. And just talking yeah. about in your 30s, I'm sure this comes up for many women in their 30s. Yes, yes. Well, it was interesting because I kind of went for it. And this is something I've actually spoken to you about this. I got quite defensive actually mm -hmm. about my situation and I, I had to really be mindful of standing in my power and being a woman with a voice and being a strong independent woman and 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 not defending but so it was like but why aren't you married why don't you have children um you know some of these cousins I'd only met for the first time so I'm like well you know why do I have to share what happened to me 
um, that I was married and that I am divorced and that I don't have children. Can't I just be a 34-year-old woman travelling with no children and no husband? Like, is that okay? And that's what came up for me. And I remember calling some friends and being like, what, like, why, why is this coming up? Why do I have to tell? And I actually didn't. It was really interesting. I did find myself talking to some of my family about that, particularly because it just came up in the frame of conversation and I'd been here in the past and they were kind of wondering, you know, where is that person now and why, is, you know, that came up a little bit. But, yeah, I got a little defensive and that was a trigger for me because I thought why culturally am I having to compare my current situation with, I guess, what's expected? you know, mm. at my age and, in, in, you know, these sorts of things. So I'm not sure if it was an expectation, a comparison, um, a defence mechanism, but it's definitely something that came up for me. And basically I just went back to what you and I believe in the most and I just spoke from a space of authenticity. Mm. Once I felt comfortable, I shared. I said, yes, I was married. Yes, I am travelling on my own. And I shared the purpose, which I did in the last podcast, this whole concept of reconnecting and rebuilding relationships mm. and just finding my feet again. And once I dropped the story and the comparison of why are they asking me, why are they, you know, it's because I'm wrong and they're right or they think they're right and I'm wrong, it actually wasn't that at all. It, mm. it just had to be an authentic conversation. So, again, in that moment, I literally felt my body tightening up. I'm like, why do I have to tell you this? Like, why am I having to? stand and defend my position as an independent woman I didn't have to that was the story that I'd actually created all they wanted to know was am I married and do I have children <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't so yeah, it, uh, it was really you know interesting. when you can put that meaning to things when things yes. are true but it's nice yeah. that you were able to and again it comes back to that awareness notice the trigger mm. and be curious mm. about that and then be able to like you said I love how you said feel into what your body was doing and come yep. from a place that felt right for you. Yeah, and it's a, it's very different. And I think something that that's really that I've really noticed this time around in Italy, there is a little bit of a different mentality from the south of Italy to the north of Italy. Mm. So my friends, my friends and family in the north of Italy certainly still hold on to the incredible traditions and and all of these things, but it's quite normal. I'm going I'm using my fingers to say inverted commas to be you know, in your 30s and still exploring what relationships look like versus in the south of Italy in Sicily and Calabria where my other family are from, it's it's like you're, you should, you know, where's the boyfriend, where's the kids, where's the family? The and interestingly enough, the shooting. And yeah. interestingly enough, they're the things that you and I have talked about that were actually carried over when our families migrated, mm. don't you think? Yeah. And and my cousins and my friends and the relationships I have with people up here in the north of Italy, they're just like, oh, that's no, quite normal, you know. Mm -hmm. In fact, I had a great laugh with a friend. I was sort of saying, you know, um, oh, you know, the La Dolce Vita and all this sort of stuff. And we just cracked up because, you know, the reality is people have expectations of a certain lifestyle here. And, yeah, sure, on the Amalfi Coast in a five-star hotel, you look like Julia Roberts in Nick Pray Love. But, you know, the reality is it's a normal life up here. It's amazing. So, again, even that, comparing, oh, you know, life in Australia is so, like, simple and da-da-da-da, but here in Italy, oh, and it's like, so not. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's, 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 it, comes, it comes up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. 
So looking at what we've really spoken about and that comparison, is there anywhere else in your life that you feel that it comes up that needs to be brought up just for our listeners in the conversation of today? Yeah. Um, something that's coming up for me is my work, my job, and, um, mm. and comparisons in regards, to, and I think for you as well, what does um, a job or work look like? Mm. So I'm about to, after two years, so I finished working out when we were in Singapore. Mm. I finished up in, at the end of 2017. 2018, I travelled. Um, my relationship broke down and I wasn't in a space to work full-time in 2018. Uh, for the first half of the year and that was a decision that I think was a great one because it helped me to heal and and work on myself. I then started getting some part-time work and I really loved that. But now, as of the 7th of October, I'm stepping into a full-time teaching role again. I haven't done that for two years. Mm. So it's coming up as something like, well, I'm comparing what work should look like and in comparison to what I have been doing, it's like, well, no, 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 now I'm doing the full-time thing. And, again, this role that I'm, I'm stepping into, it's not the stock standard classroom teaching role, nor is it a stock standard leadership role. It's something new. So I'm finding without even realising, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous and anxious, if I'm honest about stepping into that role and I'm starting to compare it to past roles and I'm thinking, well, at my previous school in Australia, this is what I did and at my previous school in Singapore, I did this. So this is what's going to happen. So I'm already projecting and thinking about and comparing. (laughs) Aren't you? So that And I feel like this could be a whole other conversation and topic in itself of when we start to bring out and forecast futuristic things instead of you know being in our in our now yes um, yes and you know it's quite natural you know when you're going through any transition to mm. make have some you know emotions come up or some nerves i mean i'm just looking mm. at these year sixes that i have been teaching the last um week you know they're about to go into a transition next year into high school there are these moments in life that you know just how you know even myself going from single track that bring about some feeling and that's okay. I think yes. the fact that you are acknowledging it and mm. noticing it and yes. becoming curious about it, that mm. in itself is a strategy right there. So yeah. I, and and I, I can see myself comparing. I can see that mm. comparison coming up. I can I can I'm I'm aware of it. Like it's although it's in the future, I'm I'm actually in the moment now comparing full-time work to what I've been doing for the past two years. And even here I find myself, I've, I've actually a lot of family and friends here are teachers mm-hmm. and comparing the way teaching looks in Italy versus teaching in Australia, even the idea of getting a job in teaching here, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. And I know, I know for a fact because I had a very authentic conversation with my cousin, Francesco, who is in the process, literally in a queue to get a teaching job. He's comparing my life in Australia versus his life here Mm. in Italy, we're both teachers. Why is it so hard for him versus easy for me? Why is it different? And this conversation has come Mm. up, this whole idea of comparison through career. And, you know, I look at you and, you know, you are stepping out of this concept of the nine to five. You're creating your business and you're doing an amazing job at that. And seeing the 
I didn't acknowledge it earlier, but seeing your growth through social media, like how well you're now doing it and projecting these ideas and concepts and marketing, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's fantastic. But you're stepping out of that. And I even find myself thinking, oh, comparison, you know, maybe I, maybe I should think about not doing this full-time thing and, and maybe I should be doing something like Renee's doing. And, you know, she's so natural in it. it it's so, it's, we find ourselves comparing ourselves really with our closest people. I'm really glad you brought this up <laughs> because it is something you even compare with your friends who, oh. of course, you want to rise. You want yes. your crew, your people, your soulies to rise but you still and I've done this one of the journaling things that I uh, went back and reflect on was a time that you were traveling at another time and there was a point in there that I'd written and I'm like I'm totally comparing comparing my Mm -hmm. life to a bestie and I think again (laughs) it's catching it and I think I'm going to use a yoga philosophy here to explain this love it no love it yoga is all about the union and us all being one. So when someone is rising or one of your besties or family members is rising, you're also doing that at the same time. And yes. that's where you need to remember to be in your own lane and be your own truth because no one can do you like you can do you. Mm. You don't need a PhD in doing you because you know you so well. And the world needs more of that. And I think when we remember to stay in our own lane and be happy for others and allow them to rise, we're all doing that and rising together. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Mm. So I want to come back to a few of the strategies just so that we can kind of sum up for people because it does come quite naturally now for us to catch ourselves out. And just because it comes naturally doesn't mean that it's easy. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, let, can I please disclaimer, disclaimer? It comes naturally, but we've had to really dig deep and mm. do the work and also continue, mm. continue to do the work and have a community of people to support us. So acknowledging that completely. And I think also we need to remember that um, not all comparison and we're not saying good or bad, um, but some comparison can be quite helpful. Like I know it, it might actually give me a little rocket up my bum to get things going. Um, Sorry, Renee. Renee, I'm just going to stop you there. I think we had a little bit of a technical issue. I lost you for a bit. It paused. It, I don't know if you could hear me. Yeah, it may have paused for a bit. I think I just kept talking. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love it. And I, was, and I was talking at the same time. So for our listeners, again, our apologies. We're... Uh, we're doing this from the other side of the world um, with a little bit of Wi-Fi. So I might go back and, and ask that question again. Mm-hmm. When, what strategies do you use, I guess, to catch yourself when you're finding yourself in the area of comparison? Yeah, okay. So I'm going to go through some strategies that I use and I just wanted to say that not all comparison is bad. Oh, of course. And that's why I just want to, you know, we've spoken about this. Yeah, it does. And I was just saying, you know, like, you know, in biz, sometimes seeing something, whilst my trigger, it might also give me a little rocket up my bum to say, all right, you've got to Love it. get on your own your own track. But some of the strategies, Love awareness, it. big one, key, number one, try and catch that. When's your inner critic, your ego, or whatever you want to call it, getting there, catch it, be curious about the trigger. You know, ask yourself the questions. 
Journaling is another great strategy, and I talked about even recording your voice can be quite powerful. Um, and then you know that my tribe, my soulies, they are my go-to people if I still cannot get myself out because I can be my authentic self. I can say, this is what I'm feeling. I can't really, I feel like I can see it, but I need a little bit of coaching or I need a little bit of something there. Yeah. And the third one is to just remember you're so beautiful in your own being and to really, you know, breathe and stay in your own lane. Yeah. I like that you said stop and breathe because for me the strategy is actually movement, mm. um, whether it be a form of yoga, going for a walk and acknowledging the fact that that's present in your mind because once it's present in your mind, if you don't actually do something with that energy, mm. it's going to become stagnant in your being. Mm. It's going to become stagnant stagnant in your body and then you're going to find yourself with a headache or you're going to find yourself with a stomachache or you're going to be thinking, oh, I'm just a bit restricted here in my throat space, you know. And I think there's a lot of, um, there's, a, there's a huge link, as we both know, between this whole idea of stagnant emotions actually becoming in your body are something that actually physically comes about. So movement, music is a massive one for me, like putting on some music and dancing or singing or just actually releasing some of that energy. Once you've acknowledged that it's there, actually releasing that energy. And I think that um, movement is a really big one that comes up for me. The idea of just getting out for a walk. I found it the other day. I was just feeling a bit like, ugh. And I just went for a really great walk. I got a bit lost, as you know, my sense of direction isn't, in a, isn't a, a strength of mine, but I got a bit lost. Thanks, Siri and Google Maps. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, just getting out and actually moving is a really great strategy. But Did I'd probably have to say my biggest that? one. I just need to submit. Did you hear that? She was in a little funk on a holiday. I love yeah. it. Oh. <gasps> and wow. you acknowledge <laughs> it, took yourself out for a walk. Love it. Anyway. Yeah. Next it's not month. my first funk, let me tell you. It's been, yeah. it, there's been a few. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm human after all, aren't I? Um, yeah, just the biggest thing for me that I think comes up is this whole idea of talking it out. Like, let's stop the BS. Let's drop the mask. Mm. Of, oh, my God, life is so wonderful. And let's, because, you know, you know, I'm not that great on Instagram. I'm going to put up every amazing photo of this trip or what's happening in my life and just pretend like everything's okay but a behind closed doors struggle. Nah, I'm done. I'm done with that. I did that for years. I'm sorry. I need now to share with authenticity. If I'm having a shit day, excuse my French, I'm having a shit day. If I'm in a funk, I need to talk it out. And my sisters, my brother, my soul sisters, my family, they're the people that you have to be so authentic with. It, it just, it is how it is. Simple as that. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think that's a wrap today. Oh, I think so too. I think on that note, in true authenticity, I'm really hungry. I haven't had <laughs> breakfast yet. And you know how I feel about my food. The other day I came back from the south of Italy with uh, a few kilos of excess baggage and I wasn't talking about my suitcase. I've certainly embraced uh, the eating of the pasta and I haven't had my coffee and biscuit yet. So I'm still in Italy for 24 more hours. Actually, I leave tomorrow. I head to London. Um, so I'm going to embrace a sweet Italian breakfast. Might even go down and get a brioche filled with gelato again. Why not? Oh, serious. <laughs> All right. So in true form, what is your small win for today? 
I mean, well, you know, your day's just you know, starting or your small win in the last, you know, little bit. Well, actually, I had a, I had a, a lot of wins last night. I'm here in um, a beautiful little city called Novara. And for those of you in Victoria, I guess I would compare it to, say, Geelong. So Torino and Milano are like your Melbourne. They're your big cities in about an hour is gorgeous Novara, which is a really great city and I'm loving my time here. And I went to this fantastic bar and I just said, I just need a piece of steak. I'm just great. Steak and potatoes. If you give me another bowl of pasta, I might cry. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was just like my small win was a beautiful steak dinner, a glass of red wine and the Italian Ed Sheeran, this amazing guy on an acoustic guitar with a loop pedal singing all of the Italian classics acoustic style. It was amazing. So that was my small win. It wasn't a small one. It was actually a big one. It was a beautiful yeah, night with, with incredible company and just what a way to cap off my time here in Italy. So there's my win. Beautiful. What about you? What about you? Me? Well, I have been doing a little teaching gig the last week and a bit, um, yes. something that I had committed to earlier in the year and it is in a year six at the moment. And you know, I just was like walked away from today and going, these children are amazing. You know, mm-hmm. like you can probably all remember at school where you might try and um, try on the good old relief teacher and see how far you can push. Mm-hmm. The kids are divine. And so my small win is just having a laugh with them and really enjoying my time because I don't do it often anymore, but really enjoying yeah. my time in, in the classroom. That's awesome. And you're such a natural, so I can imagine. And that school that you're at is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's a great community coming back to connection and community. And what you've done there is created that for yourself as well. So pat yourself on the back. Yeah. The reason they're gorgeous is because you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you, beautiful. <laughs> uh, and so to all our listeners, here it is, our next podcast, and we can't wait to hear from you. And I have to acknowledge some people that have been sending us, Joanne, yes. beautiful DM messages on Instagram um, of support, what they're really loving. And that is yeah. awesome because we had this idea and we're so happy to keep doing this if that serves a purpose for all of you as well so absolutely if you are enjoying the podcast we do have a little favor and would love for you with those you know reviews that you have already sent in for us but if you could go and pop over to apple um and give us a review and tell us exactly what you like that would also be awesome to get people to know a little bit more about our podcast. It just kind of helps it to be seen by others that maybe can't find us yet. And it would be also really cool to um, share some of those with the listeners um, throughout our podcasts. Yeah, it's great. And I, I look forward to, again, I've been sharing it with all my family here and hoping that as they're listening today, they're enjoying uh, It's a little bit of an English lesson too. Everybody's winning. Um, but I look forward to, I think I'll probably be either in London or Paris when we record our next one, rekindling with some incredible friends um, that I've made along my journey in the last uh, 10 years of travel too. So um, looking forward to taking Strip It Back even more global as, we, uh, as I make my way around the world. <laughs> Sounds fun. 
So until Beautiful. next time, gorgeous girl, um, I'll yes. talk to you and we'll see yes. all the listeners. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Arrivederci, everyone. Have a beautiful day. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.